listening to Money Talk on RTHK Radio 3. For a view on commodities, I'm joined by David Lennox, resource analyst of Fat Profits. Good morning, David. Morning, Stephen. How are you? I'm very well. First of all, why is your company called Fat Profits? (laughs) It's actually, Stephen, a play on words. Uh, Fat as in uh, obese and profits as in you can read the word profits in two different spellings. The profit as in when you buy and sell something at a profit or profit as in someone who's a sage and makes forecasts into the, into the future. So when you add the two meanings of the words together, fat profits, it means we hopefully make fat profits by forecasting well into the future. Well, I hope you are on track for that and um, a very auspicious company name. Now, it's great, it's great timing to have you on the show uh, today because there's a lot going on in commodities right now. Um, what I want to start with is what's in the number one headline in the general news, which is the Israel-Hamas war, as Israel are calling it. How will this first of all impact the availability and price of oil? Well, look, certainly when you have a look at when the invasion uh, from Hamas into Israel was uh, became known, there was a reasonably uh, upward uh, shift in the oil price uh, across the across the uh, types uh, Brent and WTI. So that initial reaction is probably, as we think, uh, what we will see for the next few weeks, unless we see some ex- escalation in the in the um, in the um, a war, uh, just trying to think what to call it in yes. the war. So look, because <laughs> Israel is certainly time, calling it a, a, a war, but um, yeah, yes, I don't know whether other people certainly, are. Yes, mm. yeah, certainly we think that we've seen the initial reaction. There was that jump in the oil price, but because of where the seat of the conflict is, it's not generally near any of the major producing oil fields. It's not near any of the major uh, infrastructures or the logistics uh, shipping lanes. So one would suspect that uh, the initial impact has been probably what we will see for some time unless there's an ex- escalation in, in the conflict and it broadens. So if Iran get involved, as some people are talking about? Look, if we see Iran getting involved, that would be a broadening of the uh, of the conflict. Certainly, there is probably not much of a possibility for a direct um, Israeli-Iran war because there are a number of countries that lay between the two physical locations of those countries. But if we do see uh, perhaps uh, Israel taking steps towards some activity inside Iran, then that would that would certainly uh, be an ex- escalation, and we would see the oil prices continue to move to the upside. So at this point in time, we don't think there's a possibility that that will happen. At the moment, Israel will certainly be confined very much to getting control of its own borders again and getting uh, perhaps control over Hamas. And then uh, we'll see what happens beyond the, the next couple of weeks. But certainly the market was caught by surprise, and that was the reaction that we saw in the oil prices. One would have to suggest that given that it was a surprise to the market, the reaction in the oil price was probably quite muted. One would have expected to have seen a, a, a much 
deeper rally, but that certainly didn't eventuate. Yes, well, I think we were all surprised, including Israel, uh, by what kicked off. Anyway, let's move on to gold now, Um, because I I guess it's pushing up the price of gold, because gold is seen as a safe haven in times of trouble. Yeah, you'd certainly have to say that. That's uh, that's a characteristic that uh, gold's had for some time. The US dollar and and uh, US yields for a little while did uh, steal that crown off gold. But certainly, when there's geopolitical events, we do see uh, the markets tend to run towards gold. However, the bigger driving factor we think uh, in the gold price has been the fact that US yields ha- that have been rising over the course of the last three or four months have actually reversed and started falling, certainly after we saw the last uh, sets of data coming out of the US that would suggest that there's uh, the possibility that the Fed has actually hit peak cash rates. So those US yields have fallen. With those falls in US yields, we saw the US dollar weaken. And really, that's probably been what's been more of the driver of the gold price to the upside than the uh, Israeli-Hamas war. But having said that, there would certainly be some play in there for or some risk priced in for what potentially could happen should, as I've already said, that uh, conflict broaden. It's amazing what the Fed yields actually drive, including um, impacting you and I uh, with the price of goods um, and investments and borrowing. Uh, What other commodities are or could be hit as a result of this uh, conflict? Well, certainly, if you have a look at the two commodities that have moved the most, that is oil and gold, they are probably, broadly speaking, the two that will be mostly impacted. This, the As I've said, the seat of conflict is not generally renowned for the demand for commodities or the supply of commodities. So one would suspect that uh, the markets will very quickly settle back into the routines, especially base metals and other uh, other commodities will settle back into the routines of, of normal trading. It would only be, again, if the conflict broadens or escalates and it involves other countries. But uh, at this point in time, we're still uh, suspecting that that's not going to be the case. Okay, let's move on to another big subject from the headlines, which is AI chips and electric vehicles. They both need (laughs) rare metals. How are the China export restrictions on rare metals impacting the markets for these? And could we get to a point where demand far outstrips supply? Look, certainly when you have a look at the initial reactions in the markets, yes, there was an upward move in in rare earth pricings because there was a significant scramble for customers to move away from China as a source of uh, rare earths as those uh, export uh, uh, bans were put into place. So as time has moved on, and we see this with a lot of uh, a lot of commodities where there's some sort of impost put on them. As time moves on, the demand side has started to normalise towards different sources, and that at this point in time is really what we've seen happening. So countries, suppliers outside of China have done very well out of this. Suppliers inside China haven't uh, done quite so well. Now, we've only got about 30 seconds left, but I do want to ask you of commodities that we haven't mentioned, what's the most interesting at the moment? One would have to suggest, and like this or not, is uranium. We've seen the supply of secondary uranium actually now starting to recede, 
and with with the tertiary supply being uh, impacted by a long period of low prices, there's been no investment, no exploration. So supply out of tertiary is uh, limited, and we have seen uh, obviously with the the green scenarios now starting to play through, the uh, the name of uranium being uh, more and more used as a base for generating electricity, well, and that's really lifted the uranium price. Thank you, David Lennox, resource analyst from Fat Profits. Here's the